calling all baby faces and heels alike. Welcome to the Working Fans Podcast, your place for all things comedy, combat, and wrestling. Reach out to us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Just search Working Fans Podcast. Or you can email us at workingfanswrestlingpod at gmail.com. If you're an audio listener, we encourage you to check out our YouTube. Wherever you listen, please make sure you like, rate, review, and subscribe. But for now, please enjoy this episode of the Working Fans Podcast. We want to take a minute to thank our newest sponsor on the show, 482 Designs. That is F-O-U-R, the numbers 82 Designs, 482 Designs. You can find them on Facebook by looking up F-O-U-R, 82 Designs, at F-O-U-R, 82 Designs on Instagram. And if you want to email them, go to F-O-U-R, 82 Designs at gmail.com. Pretty soon, we're going to be rolling out some high-quality T-shirts and stickers that were just done by the sponsor. Please check them out for any of your screen printing needs. First off, it's light years better than our first one. Also, we divide the washer and dryer. They look good, and they're good quality. Nice. And those stickers before Paco chewed them up were amazing. And luckily, we'll be getting some more in, hopefully, before we start selling them to fans. But that's F-O-U-R-8-2 Designs. All right, everybody. It's the Combat Cast with the man called Dave and Chevy. And we're on the heels of UFC 266. It's a fun card. We're going to break it down a little bit for you. Not too extensively. That's not really what we do. But we're going to talk about our thoughts on the fights and some potential matchmaking. Chevy, I'm just going to start off, man. Let's start off with the main event. Let's work our way back. Falkonowski, Holloway, Holloway, sorry, Ortega. It's funny. Like, going into this, I picked Ortega. And I thought, you know, it's a three-person race in this featherweight division. It's not. I mean, it's a two-person race. It's Holloway and Volkanovski until I see different. Uh, that being said... Ortega just showed me he's so game, he keeps learning, and he's just like, he, he he almost pulled it out a couple times. But it's one of those weird fights, right, where it was like, it was competitive, it was entertaining, but we also really clearly knew who the winner was, too. Yeah, there might have been some 10-8 rounds, possibly. Mm-hmm. I mean, Brian did almost win the fight. It was as close as he could have gotten to tapping him out. Mm-hmm. He said he heard him gargling, you know, is super tight but i mean the triangle and the guillotine mm-hmm. overall yeah volkanovsky mm-hmm. dominated the fight he looked great uh, brian still looks like he is improving yeah stand up still needs a little bit of work obviously with the elite yeah with the yeah i mean yeah. his two losses are to the two champs you know right. so yeah, I think maybe switch a game plan also. Like, don't stand with these guys. Like, go for some takedowns. But mm-hmm. that's where his strength is. I think maybe go for that. But Yeah, force uh, it. Yeah, and he knocked out Frank Edgar standing up too. So what mm-hmm. do I know? Uh, I think that's a good point. I mean, and, you know, maybe get him down a little more. Because that's what, you know, he did. He forced a takedown. And that's what caused those scrambles and those potential things. But that was after he was already took a little bit of a beating too. Absolutely. One thing, too, I would even comment, Volkanovski actually said, too, that at least with the guillotine choke, I know, he said he actually almost blocked out. Like, he saw a little color, and so he said it was close. So, him, he, his, 
the, the champ himself admitted that it was almost lights out. So, yeah, I think Volkanovski, really, it's, it's Holloway. I know Holloway's got the fight with Yair. I know Hawani just came out and said that uh, they should just make that fight now because the timelines aren't going to match up, but Holloway deserves this. I don't think that's what's going to happen, though. I think, hey, good on Yair. He, he's another guy that keeps really improving. I always look at him as kind of like the uh, – I don't know if it's on purpose, but he reminds me of the boxing model where he's not super active, but he seems like he's just taking time off, constantly improving, and he's a completely different fighter when we see him. That being said, I'm not saying <laughs> this is a tall, tall task with Max Holloway, but I am interested in what we see. I think it'll be a fun fight, but that being said, Volkanovski, he's got to meet the winner of that fight, probably going to be Holloway. I think if Ortega... For his next fight, he should probably meet the loser of that fight, especially if it's Yair. With Holloway, I'm not so sure if I'm ready to see that fight again. But a Yair fight, I think that would be entertaining with him and Ortega. Yeah, I think so too. I'm sure you know we'll we'll make picks on the Holloway Yair fight when it gets closer. But you know, right now I'm leaning towards Holloway just because he's never looked better than mm-hmm. he has lately you never know what you're gonna get with yair he is kind of i'm a big fan of his you know mm-hmm. he was my favorite fighter at one point just because his style is so exciting yeah but i don't know where he's at mentally you know he had that issue where they wanted to fight the beat and he didn't want to fight the beat or something mm-hmm. and he got mm-hmm. cut and then realized that he's not gonna you know get any more money or anything somewhere else so came back to the ufc He's inactive, which is to his detriment, but he is unique in his striking style and his ability to manage distance with his kicks. So we've seen Max be, you know, subjected to those leg kicks. So Yair might do that. But anyway, whoever wins the fight, I agree with you. If it's Max, I don't want to see, or if Max loses, I don't want to see him fight Brian again until mm-hmm. we see Brian stand up fastly improve. Because, I mean, the other, his other loss, he took a brutal beating for Max for five rounds or whatever, mm-hmm. too. So I, I don't want to see that again for Brian's sake. But that being said, a matchup with Yair could be exciting just because they both are, you know, kind of wild and to mm-hmm. be explosive. So you mentioned a name there too that I kind of forgot about Sabit. It's an interesting one because he's a guy that maybe if they don't want to do Holloway three, he could slip right in there actually, and that could be an opponent for Volkanovski. I'm not saying that's where I'd go, but I could definitely see with the timelines. Maybe they don't match up, they could plug that fight in there. And um, I'll throw a wild card at you too, Henry Cejudo. <laughs> you know, I mean. It's fascinating to see a guy going up a weight class after he did went out, and he is closer to the size than Volkanovski, and I know that's why he wants that fight. I think Volkanovski just wipes the floor with him. But, and that's no disrespect to Suda. I just think you're talking about two very skilled fighters at different weight classes, and also one's been inactive. So, but yeah, I don't know, Sabit. That's an interesting name you brought up, though. Sabit, I don't know if he wins his last fight, you know? I, I feel like I heard that he was trying to retire at some point because mm. he's had some lasting injuries or he can't get healthy or something like that. I don't know if he's quite at that level. I know he's looked good, but he needs to be, you know, a top-level opponent before he's getting a shot at Volkanovski. Sure. Um, Maybe Ortega. Yeah. Cejudo is an interesting matchup. I'm not a 
like triple C fan really. I don't think mm-hmm. he beat DJ in that second fight. So and his all his fame and shit is coming from that. After that fight though, he looked phenomenal. Like his stand up was like mm-hmm. karate style stand up, and he looked really good. I think he could post some problems if he can take Volkanovski's shots. He had would have the speed advantage and. Volkanovski is a good wrestler, but he's not stopping Cejudo's gold medalist takedowns. So um, if he wanted to get it to the ground, I think he has the best chance and his his speed would, you know, keep him safe in the stand up possibly. So it's a fight I'd, I'd definitely pay money for. All right. Now that co-main event, Shevchenko versus Murphy. Valentina puts it on Murphy clinic, takes her down, beats her up and then finishes finally. I believe it was round three. Not a lot, really, to say here in terms of that fight. Valentina continues to dominate. When I look at potential opponents for Valentina, it's hard. Like, it is super hard. Like, I almost think, like, at some point we're going to have her and Noons fight a third time, despite the fact she's lost that twice, because it's like they're the two best female fighters out there. Yeah. As far as Murphy goes, she could be an interesting opponent. Maybe uh, another woman who lost in this fight, Cynthia Cavillo. And maybe they could do something there. And you know, the timeline would match up. It could be that could be a fun little fight. I like Cynthia Cavillo. She had a tough night, but you know, this could be a both of them coming off a loss could be an interesting fight. But yeah, Shevchenko, like ah, man, other than Noons, I don't know. I mean, you could start looking at other people in that you know division that maybe that are young and up and coming, but they had they're not ready <laughs> no nobody's gonna beat her yeah. um, i like to see calderwood versus her mm-hmm. I, I don't think that you know it goes too much different but stylistically yeah another just tough girl that probably gets beat up by shevchenko but yeah no one probably deserves her. a shot yeah uh, yeah. We got now. yeah she, she should have had a shot before and then she did the sc a favor took a fight and lost that fight so she lost her shot so i think you know just give her a shot. And Cavillo and Murphy, I think that's yeah. I think that's a that's a fair matchup. Yeah, I think everybody's pretty competitive in that division for the most part. You know, I'll get to that fight later too when it draws. Got some thoughts about her now. Robbie Lawler, Nick Diaz, fun fight. Nick did not look. He looked old to me, but he also looked like a guy that could still put that volume on against Robbie Lawler, who's also a little up there in his career too. But Robbie, I don't want to take anything from him too because he looked good. Right, you know, he was putting good pressure on him too. Yeah, with all that volume, also. Hundred percent. So I, I, I like what Lawler did here, and <laughs> it's funny when I was looking at potential matchups for both these guys, I came up with the same name, Jorge Masvidal. <laughs> like I think he makes a good potential matchup for Robbie Lawler or Nick Diaz. If Nick's gonna stick around, it's a great money fight. It's clearly the fight Masvidal would probably want of the two. But Robbie Lawler's also that old G, and I'm looking at like, okay, who are guys that you know, similar that's been around for a while that, you know, he could have a fun fight with. Masvidal would probably be that guy. I think Masvidal would win both those fights, but it could be entertaining. I think Lawler has a shot at beating him. It's hard to say with Nick how much of that was ring rust right. and how much of that is father time catching up with him. But, like, he's, he looked slow. He looked old. I mean, he's still Nick Diaz, so he could still fight, but didn't look like he wanted to, you know, very much like from his walkout all the way through the fight to where he quit. I, I saw people saying he didn't quit. If you say when the ref tells you to get up and you say, no, that's quitting. So yeah. I don't, I don't care. 
he's a Diaz brother. He's earned the right to quit or whatever mm-hmm. you want to say. He quit. So yeah. that's what I don't want to be reading trash online about how he didn't quit. He he's, he quit. Yeah. So and he, didn't he put said up a it fight. all week. Yeah, no. He, he, he said it. all week that he didn't want to be in there. He didn't know why he was fighting Robbie Lawler. So mm-hmm. it's understandable to not have the motivation. He thinks he's supposed to be in there with Usman. So uh, Usman would have smashed that Nick Diaz. So mm-hmm. now, with that being said, does Nick get up for the fight a little bit more, train a little bit harder, actually cut weight for the fight? You, you see a different Nick Diaz, I'm sure. But that Nick Diaz that we saw on Saturday gets smashed by Usman. Yeah. Stand up. He wouldn't even mm-hmm. have to take him down. He beats him standing. I, I don't see a Nick Diaz that's just super motivated to fight. Me um, yeah, maybe that was a difference. Maybe if he was just super motivated just to fight and that's what he wanted to do and we saw that in that shape, clearly he's got a skill level still. That yeah. that was what was on display there, despite the fact his reactionary time was. He just has this precision and this volume. So I would think an, an in-shape Nick Diaz hungry to fight could be something to watch out for, but that's not what we saw. Um, I, I, th- I think I'd like to see that, that Masvidal fight. You know, there's a story there yeah it's a good pay payday for both guys maybe do that fight and then retire you know that's i don't want to see his decline you know, you know another fight that would, um, would be interesting i'm sure it's not going to happen but him and connor honestly when connor comes off the knee injury because it's because it's two big names and both have declined and nick has a size advantage but you know connor would probably be faster so i i don't know i i'm sure it would create buzz I'm sure those motherfuckers would definitely create a buy rate for a oh, pay-per-view, sure. too. That, that so. would probably sell more. That would probably be the highest grossing pay-per-view <laughs> of all time, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I have to be at 170 because mm-hmm. oh, you can't yeah. see Connor balloon up anymore. And just get no, he's not going to so, balloon away. Yeah, Connor might do it, but yeah. yeah. All right. Curtis Blades, Rosenstruck. I got... Uh, Blades, as far as his next fight, I'd like to see him fight. Um, I, well, let's talk about the fight for a minute. Blades dominated, took him down. Rosenstruck landed that knee and, of course, closed up his eye. But he looked like clear. a 1980s like monster. He did. In a horror movie. <laughs> he did. He, looked, he did not look good. But I, I think Blades clearly, he does belong. He, like, you know, he made some call outs. And I think one of them was Stipe. I think Stipe would be a fun fight. I'd like to see it. I don't know if Stipe wants that fight. I think Stipe might just be waiting around until he gets that world title shot again. Or I'm John Jones. Yeah. Or John Jones, yeah. We'll talk about that later, see how that's going to go down. But I think Blades and Stipe, if the UFC had their way, that would be a fight they probably wouldn't mind making. And I think it'd be entertaining. As far as Rosentruck goes, I know he's lost a few now. But assuming he's going to be around for a while, it's heavyweight division. and you know, Blades the top guy. I'd like to see him in there with Derek Lewis. He's a little more technical than Derek Lewis. He hits really hard. And those are the guys that kind of give Derek some trouble. That being said, <laughs> Derek has that ungodly power. And he could definitely turn Rosenstruck's lights out. So, what'd you think? I mean, those potential matchups. The uh, matchups, yeah, those work for sure. I'd like to see... I don't think we'll see Curtis and Stipe for the reason that you said. Stipe is sitting for that title shot or John Jones painting. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure who we'll see him against. He, you know, Curtis might sit for a while too. I mean, his face looked pretty fucked up. So yeah. That being said, his stand up looked good in this fight. Like he was in and out quick. Yeah, he had a good jab. You know, it wasn't his stand up that got him that, you know, 
broken orbital or whatever he had. It was going in for the takedown and catching that knee, like you said. So if that keeps improving, but he relies on his wrestling still because he's the best wrestler in the division. So yeah, rely on that wrestling. But you know, you have the ability to do stand up to give people something else to worry mm-hmm. about. You know, he he's not far off from a title shot for sure. It's funny because he's got the two losses to Francis. Francis caught him um, the second time, and the first time I think it was like a doctor stoppage, and then the fight yeah, Blades was winning. Cut. Yeah, but if you look at Blades, like man, he's capable of beating anybody at heavyweight. It just comes off like he's really just that good. I know Lewis caught him once too, and there's that danger when you go to take them. But like, I feel like Blades would be the favorite if those two fought again. And like I don't, I'm not gonna favor more Francis, but he's definitely capable of like I feel like beating anybody. Although Francis is a guy that also we're seeing to keep improving too. As long as Francis keeps improving, well, that could be a nightmare for anybody. That's the thing about the heavyweight division. Unfortunately for Curtis, not you know the best man does not always win in that right. division because anyone can knock anyone out with one right. shot. So he's like, been unlucky with catching those shots. I think it's Freddie Roach, the famous boxing coach, would say uh, about Dante Wilder. Or another, like they got that eraser. They can yeah. fix all those mistakes. That's yeah. right. Now, Jessica Andrade and Cynthia Cavillo opened up the card. Andrade got to finish. I thought she looked really good. She's always got that power in that division. And she's been at every woman division, which is kind of interesting, too, except for like featherweight. But she's fought at bantamweight. She's fought at flyweight. And she's even got as far as down as strawweight. I already said I kind of like to see Cavillo maybe fight Murphy next. But as far as Andras goes, it's interesting. I could maybe see a fight with her and another top fighter in this division. Maybe a Calderwood, like a name you talked about, you know, fighting for the title potentially. But, you know, that could be another name for her. But also, like, I could see her going back down to strawweight if Rose wins. And there's a trilogy fight there in the making. Like, I don't think they're going to put her in uh, Zhang again after Zhang knocked her out like in 90 seconds. So Zhang wins. I don't think that fight's going to necessarily materialize, but I could see a Rose trilogy fight possibly in the works for her. Yeah, she might get a shot at Valentina for all we know because they're Mm -hmm. scrambling to find something interesting for her. So yeah, I think that's probably more likely for Andrade. Haven't they fought once before though? Valentina. Yeah, they 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 fought, but there's just nobody out there. Right. Yeah, I she probably poses the biggest danger to Valentina at this point, I would imagine. Yeah, just just because power. of her power, yeah. So yeah. I, I don't know what'll be next for her. That's not a bad shot though, going down and and trying to get that belt off Rose if Rose still has it. So that's possible. Now one fight I actually would did have written down here, but I just want to talk about it anyway. Marab and Marais, excellent fight. You had told me I called it. Yeah, yeah, round one. It was like the round of the year. And then, like you said, yeah, he was going to maybe have some problems, but he was going to eventually break Morais. And that's exactly how that fight went down. You know, without looking at the Bantamweight division in front of me, I know that they're talking about Aldo and Font. I was going to mention that later. I'd like to see, and I, I, I didn't put much light in this, Morais, I don't know if he's going to get cut at this point, too. But I'd like to see uh, Marab versus Dominic Cruz. Ooh. I don't know what Dom's ranked. I think Murab needs a top five mm-hmm. guy. I feel like Cruz has got to be there around yeah, there. Yeah, he's yeah. I don't know. I I kind of want to see uh, Cruz and Sugar Sean. So I'm kind of hoping that fight mm. materializes. Yeah, uh, stylistically, uh, it'd be fun. Yeah, 
As far as Marab, I don't know where he goes from here. He's not going to fight Aljo, so uh, maybe he ends up with the TJ fight. Uh, I, I don't see TJ taking that. You know, so, he thinks he deserves a shot. He deserved a shot immediately at the belt. So I don't see him taking it. But so the new rankings are out. I actually just looked at it now. I didn't know like they'd come out today, but um, Marab is actually number six now. Okay. Uh, so, and the only people in front of them are Aldo, Font, Sanhagen, Dillashaw, and Yuan. All have fights, with the exception of Dillashaw, who's hurt. So, looking like at that, the people behind him, Cruz is eleven. I would say you're looking at Cody Nolov, or maybe Frankie Edgar might be an interesting fight there too, because of Frankie's cardio, wrestling, and it could be fun. And it's a name, so you know, Marab could fight a name. I think that's really what he's going to have to do. Yeah. Or he plays the waiting game. You know, but he, Rob he beats like both of those guys, I think, unfortunately. I think, yeah, because of his ability, he's just that grinder, right? He's just yeah. going to be, yeah. Like, no one can stop his takedowns. Uh, he's yeah. relentless with them. So, do you think, you know, like, he's up the first one? He, he's going to get you eventually. Do you think it's going to be a situation where, like, he's getting so good, Rui? It's only going to be the elite Bantam weights that could probably handle him. Like, we're talking, like, yeah. Like, yeah, the all-around guys like Dillashaw, yeah, Sanhagen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'd like to see, like, Aldo would be would be good because his stand-up is so good and his takedown defense is, is good. He maybe could hurt Marab because, obviously, Marab can be hurt, although he – I don't know if he could be finished. He could be hurt. But Frankie in his prime might might have been a really good matchup, so maybe we'll see a Frankie. Mm. Yeah, that's that's what I'm leaning towards right now. So Frankie, I was also I'm sorry, a little distracted. I was looking at. I wanted to talk about Dan Hooker a little bit too because I like Dan Hooker. He got the win. That was one fight I actually didn't get to see. I know you said he used his wrestling, wrestling. yeah, which is great. So he's, yeah, he's adding stuff now. And I'm just looking at these rankings here, and I don't think I want to see him fight Islam Mashavat right now. Like all the guys in front of him, Dariush, he's not going to get. Gage That's who he called out, I think. He called yeah. out Dariush, which is a tough fight. Nobody's calling out Dariush. No. He can do it everywhere. Gaethje and Chanwar got a fight coming up. Poirier is obviously going to fight Oliveira at some point. So I think he's another one. He might be looking to fight someone behind him. He's not getting Connor. <laughs> Dos Andros, I think, is booked. He, he just pulled out of the fight against Makachev. Oh, okay. Um, he's hurt. So Okay. I mean, Hooker's game. He might, he might fight Makachev. He so. might. It'd be an interesting fight. That's tough. tough. If he wins yeah. that fight, I'd say you're shooting him pretty close to the top there. Mm-hmm. Ferguson would be a fun fight too, but Ferguson's had so many tough losses recently. I don't know if that's where they'll go. You that know, Gregor Gregor Gillespie could be a fun fight. That's the one that could be a tough fight for him because of the wrestling. But Hooker's improving on his wrestling, and his striking is probably a lot better than Gillespie. You know, that could be a fun, dangerous fight for. Her. Okay. Yeah, yeah, tough fight for. I mean, Gillespie's tough for anyone. You know, mm-hmm. there are no easy fights in that division, though. No, so, there's not. <laughs> and Hooker's game, he'll fight whoever. I feel like so. Hopefully, the UFC gives him a favorable matchup. I know that that you know, City Kickboxing is looking to move to America, so he might be shelved for a little while just while they are trying to get that all situated. So mm-hmm. it might just be he sits. Yeah, no, something else might open up. You know, it's the fun fights that were made recently, too. Rob Font, Jose Aldo, we were just talking about. Corey Sanhagen is now stepping in. Peter Yan. Bantamweight division. 
a lot of movement in that division right now. A lot of big fights. The um, top division. That's you know, yeah. Might be the most exciting division right now. Yeah. What do you think now? Are, um, out of these two fights, I feel like I know the answer. But which fight are you most excited for? Peter Yan and and Sandy Hagen. Yeah. I, I'd like to. So obviously, when he fought TJ, I'm a big fan of TJ, but I'm also a big fan of Corey. So yeah, TJ's hurt. Corey's getting an opportunity. Hopefully, is this going to be for like a interim belt? Interim belt. Okay, so which is deserved. This, this, yeah. this is a fight that should be for an interim belt. Yeah. yeah. So you know, in an ideal world, I don't dislike Peter Yan. He was beating the shit out of Aljo, and he should still have the belt. But Corey and Aljo's fight, you know, Corey just got caught early. It was unfortunate. It could happen to anyone. I'd like to see them actually fight. So. Sandigan Sandahagen has the skills to mm-hmm. to beat Peter Yan. He he has the reach and all around. Yeah, and he has he has the fighter IQ to know that he's gonna need to use that reach and stay out of mm-hmm. out of Yan's power. So I give him a good shot, good chance. Probably probably see a few flying knees as mm-hmm. uh you know, and his ground game is you know unique and underrated i think so i think i think it ends up being a stand-up fight and i'm pulling for Corey. i think he'll probably win hmm. listen man i don't know i have a tough t- jan's been very impressive to me but we'll see i feel like he's the rightful champ too i mean i'm not i know what happened but i'm just saying when you talk about who was the better fighter that night it was jan okay so that being said font aldo i'm sure we'll talk about this fight when we get close to it i think it's in december who are you favoring right away out of that i feel like it's a very good matchup because Aldo is like shown that he's still good enough that he can beat almost everybody but that tippy top. But Yant, I'm sorry, Font is kind of showing us now that he's like getting to that tippy top. He's, so. he's peaking, yeah. Yeah. Aldo's I, ha- had a resurgence though. Like, you yeah. know, he looks years younger. I mean, he's really not that old. He, no. He's in his mid 30s, right? Yeah. He just has been around so long, you think he's so old. Mm-hmm. he's had a lot of wars and stuff but he wears it well so yeah. this really could be either guy it's whoever shows up looking their best on that night i think i agree i could see either one of them getting a stoppage too like it's gonna It'll be, be a fight I, of the night i think yeah it'll be fireworks all right uh, let's talk a little boxing for a second over the weekend yusuke is that how you said it you sick you sick yeah yeah beat anthony joshua for the heavyweight championship in the world. I know you watched the fight. I'm going to let you comment a little more on this. I just want to say, <clears throat> I think I mentioned this in a text, that I remember there was some discussion about who was the best heavyweight when I started getting back into boxing. And it was like a three-person race. It was like Wilder, Fury, and Joshua. And at that time, everybody said because Wilder had been gone, I'm sorry, uh, Fury had been gone for so long that you know he probably wasn't going to be able to be Wilder. And you know he was probably the odd man out. What happened was Fury basically put a clinic on Wilder in a fight we all thought he should have won. It was a draw. Then they have a rematch down the road, and he finished him. Joshua, in the meantime, lost to oh Andy Ruiz. Andy Ruiz, yes. And he got stopped. Then he comes back, and he wins a close technical fight that, you know, he didn't fight. It wasn't the most exciting, but he did what he had to do to win. And now he just lost his title again. So I feel like, man, as far as that three-person race win, I feel like Fury can kind of hold his head up high right now. Yeah, I, I think he's the best of the three of them. Mm. I think so. Wilder has changed camps, right? Right. So we're not really sure exactly what we're gonna see. And we've had time now. Yeah. Too. Right. 
he still didn't process the loss very well. So I'm I'm not mm. sure where he's at mentally. Skills wise, Tyson should beat him again. <clears throat> but we're saying with Freddie Roach, Wilder has the eraser, so he I mean he put Fury down twice mm-hmm. in that first fight. He could knock him out in this third fight. You know, I don't think he does. I, I think Tyson I <clears throat> hope Tyson wins again. That being said, doesn't matter who he fights after that because he's going to walk through Anthony Joshua from what I saw of that Usyk fight, and Usyk is like 5'10 or something, or 5'8 or some shit like that. Uh, Tyson uh. is 6'9, and he can do every style of boxing that you need. If you need him to be the power puncher, he can can do that, although that's his weakest part, but his boxing skills are amazing. His footwork is amazing. His head movement is amazing. His jab is amazing. So Usyk is a very technical fighter, but he's just too small, and, and he, he's not well-rounded enough to be a Tyson. That being said, I'm hoping... So AJ came in the lightest he's ever been for a fight, I guess. Mm-hmm. I think I, I talked about this with my buddy when we were watching the fights. I think that was a mistake. He was trying to, he played right into Usyk's hands by trying to outbox him. Mm. Usyk was a cruiserweight champion. AJ's naturally a bigger fighter. And and I understand wanting to have the speed to keep Mm. up with Usyk. But AJ's done some of his best work bullying his opponents. Mm. This seems like a prime example of a fight. He should just go in and bully the smaller guy and knock him out. Just come in heavy and yeah. powerful and and knock him out. And I think that, you know, his team is smart. They'll do that. He'll come back in and he'll win his belts just like he did against Andy Ruiz because he has an instant rematch clause, which I assume they are going to act on. It's funny as soon as you said that, that trigger, I remembered with Luis – he did. He came the in opposite. life for that fight. Yeah, well, yeah. He came in life for the rematch. Yes, and that worked there. But that right. was probably because he needed to do that because he wasn't going to be able to boy Louise. So right. maybe it was just something where he was getting comfortable at that weight, and he just kept it going. But obviously, that was probably not the way to go about this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Look forward to seeing those uh, fights in the future. See what happens. We'll finish up. John Jones uh, arrested. That's why I was uh, looking. I want to pull this up here. I want to make sure I got this right. He was charged with misdemeanor battery domestic violence, injuring and tampering with a vehicle. I think he was also resisting arrest. So the tampering with the vehicle Mm -hmm. is a felony Mm -hmm. in Nevada. So so obviously the, the domestic violence thing is his fiance. Uh, yes. you know, people can read about it, but you know, she ended up with a the police founder with a bloody lip and blood all over mm-hmm. her sweatshirt. She didn't want to talk about what happened or said yeah. she didn't notice it or something like she that. She said something about she got her hair pulled, but that was it. She was kind of a little right. um, she wasn't very committed committed to John to John said he didn't know anything about it as well. And then mm-hmm. when he was arrested he he resisted and smashed his head into the police car. That yeah. was what the felony was. So I I mean I assume his fiance is afraid of him. He sure. he's a monster. You know, yeah. as far as I'm concerned, John Jones is a piece of shit, garbage human being. Should be left in a cell to die somewhere. <laughs> I don't want to see him in the UFC. Mm. This is going to say a lot about Dana White. I don't want to hear that he, you know, is in some counseling group and he's praying a lot. We already have Greg Hardy. We don't need mm. this to become a thing. 
with mm-hmm. MMA fighters. And uh, I will John say, Jones has had yeah. enough chances, so fuck him. And I will say this too with Greg Hardy, at least. Greg Hardy was in another sport, and he did go to counseling and stuff, and did eventually, you know, and he hasn't been arrested since. And yeah, you know, and I'm not sticking up for Greg Hardy, but I'm saying when you compare the two, it's like that's not the case with John. John is just continuously messed up. And honestly, like, to the people that are close to this man and know this man, like, sounds like he needs help. You know, it sounds like you need to like somebody because it's like, like we're not his friends, <laughs> so we don't care. We're just saying oh, this guy's, you know, piece of shit. It's whatever to us. But like for the people that do know him or close to him and see some good in him, like I would want to get him out of this sport. I would want to do something with him and like try to save him because it doesn't sound like this is good for him. He yeah. strikes me as the kind of person that doesn't listen to advice, so he, yeah. he's gonna have to be one of those like drug addict people that has to hit a rock bottom. To, you know, actually make changes in his life. You know, from the outside, that's what it seems like. Yeah. I don't know if you heard this. I, I don't know if I sent it to you guys or not, but there was something. We'll see what Dana's going to do. There's a court case that's going on right now over uh, some fighters that were talking about the way they were handled with injuries. The UFC has a monopoly and stuff. I think Gilbert Melendez was involved. And there was a recording that came out or a text message of Dana talking to Lorenzo and basically saying that. Uh, Dana talking about, yo, Lorenzo, that was great. We fucking, you know, no fucking mercy. That was some gangster shit right there. Where they muscled out another promotion and got the fighter underneath him and stuff like that. Yeah, cutthroat business. I agree. And I was like, so when you see those type of conversations, it doesn't strike me as the type of guy who's going to be worried about, you know, like how we're going to do like, I think he's just going to try to make the big money fight. If anything, I say he's going to try to probably rush John Jones in there as quickly as possible. Just so he, he fucks get, up even more. Fucks up even more and gets one more fight. He's just going to hope he loses. So he doesn't yeah. have to. Yeah. I don't know. With cancel culture these days or whatever. True. How many chances does John get before somebody catches on and starts, you know, people Seeing start really going after the UFC. So, yeah. I mean, this is that. a big fuck up. You can't be hitting women. So. Right. Yeah. You're no, a I agree. professional fighter. You're a weapon. You know, mm-hmm. it's bad enough. Yeah, and there was talk, I think, last year where he was manhandling some waitress or at a strip club or something like that, too, where he had kind of choked her. Or something. So this is not like a, you know, there's been stuff like this before, too. So It's a race uh, between him and Connor to be who, who can be the biggest piece of shit. And John Jones has now taken the lead. So for now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He had lost. Connor will see this and, you know, he'll escalate. So. <laughs> Well, I like to end it on a positive note, but I think we talked about all the fun. Fuck things John first. Jones, that's positivity for you. <laughs> but it was a hell of a weekend for fights. Actually, what's going on this weekend? Any fights this weekend? Yeah, I didn't. Um, oh yeah, Kevin Holland's cool. fighting this weekend. Oh yeah, yeah. Fighting yeah. Chris Dawkins's younger brother, Kyle Dawkins. We'll talk about this a little. Does bit. not fight like him at all. No, I saw that Kyle is submission artist. Yeah, he's had three fights in the UFC. Two he lost by decision, and one he won by decision. Before he was in the UFC, he was 9-0. Yeah, he was um, undefeated. Yeah, so this is a big, like, you know, with eight this is a big fight for him. I think it was 9-0 and with eight submissions. Is that what it was, maybe? You are correct. Eight yeah. submissions, yeah. So we'll see how he does in those bright lights. Kevin Holland, we know, usually does pretty well. Like, he just doesn't care. Um, 
but uh, he's a guy submission expert. Is he, is he good at wrestling, though? Yeah, that's they're, not, they're not doing Kevin Holland any favors. He made him all that money during the pandemic, and now they're <laughs> giving him all these ground people. He's got to be like, what the fuck, man? Well, based off of like my knowledge of like Kevin Holland, I'm going to pick Holland here. I have not seen Kyle enough, but you know we got a Brazilian cowboy, Alex Oliveira versus Nico Price. That's a fun fight. Oh, my God, fireworks. That's If that's not fight of the night, oh, my goodness. Yeah, I'm gonna go Nico on that one. I think a little, a little. I think, I think he hits a little yeah. harder. Yeah, yeah. I think that he's better at managing the uh, chaos too. Cowboy mm-hmm. just throws himself into whatever chaos is coming, and he'll get clipped. But I think Nico's a little bit better at existing in the and doing his business in the in that chaos. Nico, Misa Shirkinov and Kristoff Chakov too. That's another That's fun, good heavy-handed fight. Yeah, yeah. I'll lean towards. Misha Shirkov on that one. I'll say like maybe because uh, I feel like I've seen some more submissions out of him. I think they both heavy-handed, so I think Misha maybe just a little more well-rounded. But that's that's a pick I think. Yeah, I think that that could be a very close fight as well. But I'd go with Misha Shirkov. Aspen Lad and Macy Tizan, two young women going at it. I feel like Lad. I think she's a little bit, a little more skilled out of the two. But Macy was is bigger. She was the one that was in the Ultimate Fighter at featherweight, I believe, at one point. But I think Lads had a little more experience out of the two. I have to look that up. I think uh, they both only have one loss. Yeah, Macy's seven and one, and Aspen Lad is nine and one. Her loss was a TKO to Durandamine, where she got caught. Yeah. So. I like Lad though. I think Lad. I don't know. I think that that Durandamin fight was. She was not ready for that fight yet. That was too big of a fight for her at that point in her career. I think she's another fighter where her evolution is like big leaps between each fight. I do think this fight is probably a pick 'em fight though. They're they're pretty evenly matched. I'm pulling for Lad. I like her. Same. I'll say she grinds out a decision. Uh, Main event: Tiago Santos and Johnny Walker. Fun fight. Santos has had some injuries. And if he wasn't have had those injuries in the past and stuff too, I would probably just pick Santos in this because I just say the experience. And I haven't seen a ton of evolution on Johnny Walker's part. He's just more of like a balls to the wall, you know. Throw some, which why he has a shot at winning and why this will be a fun fight. But I'm gonna say Santos is still the overall better fighter. So I'm gonna go with Tiago, but I wouldn't be surprised if Johnny Walker can catch him. Yeah, I agree. So since Santos got hurt. I know he's had one fight. I don't know if he's had one or two, but he didn't look super good in the fight. I remember seeing him back in. Um, yeah, you know, that quick, was against that could be ring rust. Also. Alexander uh, Rakic. Yeah, Rakic. Yeah, Rakic. Yeah. Uh, um, before he that, finished in that fight. Decision. decision. Before that, his losses were to Glover and John Jones. Right, Glover. Um, Glover had actually choked him out, so which is impressive anyway, too. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. No shame in losing a Glover. You know, he's been amazing lately. So wow. that Rakic fight, he should beat Rakic. He he is skilled enough where he should be beating Rakic, but everyone has off nights. Johnny Walker, ever since he was doing that celebration and hurt his shoulder, has not looked the same. He lost to Corey Anderson. He got TKO'd, and then yep. he got uh, lost a decision, lost to Cryoff, and then he beat Ryan Spann. And I want to say that was interesting because I want to say he had some trouble in that fight. He does... KO him, but I think it was one of those fights that he got rocked a few times too, and it was going to be like his third loss in a row. But then yeah. he eventually, yeah, he caught him and might have saved his job in the UFC. That being said, he's had, he's had some time off since then, though. 
that last fight was September of 2020. So I, I don't see him doing anything different. Um, mm-hmm. Like you said, I think he's going to come in, do some crazy shit, so he could catch Santos. But I think Santos should win, and he probably should knock him out late later in the fight because Johnny Walker's going to run out of gas with all that explosive movement he's doing. Yeah, I agree. Well, should be a fun card. We'll look forward to that. Glad we got uh, We'll end it on that note, a little more positive. All right, I think that's it. You got anything else you want to add? Nope. Enjoy the fights. Enjoy the fights. Bye, guys. All right, so that wraps us up for this week. Thank you again for listening to the Working Fans Podcast. So as always, you can find us on Twitter at Fans Working. Our Facebook page is Working Fans Wrestling Pod. We have email where you can reach out to us and let us know what you think also. That's Working Fans Wrestling Pod at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram, Working Fans Wrestling underscore pod. And then as always, please continue to listen to us on Anchor.fm, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, all your major platforms. If you're following us on Apple Podcasts, which we are also on now, and YouTube, please make sure you subscribe and give us a five-star rating. It helps us bring you these podcasts where we get to talk to you and talk with you every week. 